0: Japan is exactly like a video game. So one thing that I always found strange when playing Pokemon or other Japanese video games is that you always tend to get free stuff if you just go and talk to someone. And I thought, that's not realistic. Well, but then I went sightseeing to Japan to Kyomuzodaro where I ran into a group of young students who were eager to practice their English with me. And afterwards, as a kind of token of appreciation, they gave me postcards and food. Yes, snacks from the region. And then it dawned on me that japan is exactly like a video game
1: welcome to another edition of why come japan i'm your host Radri, where i interview creatives about their craft and how it relates to japan and today in my show i should say again on the show is nico the red value so nico from the red value is a youtuber and he originally started out doing youtube but he's transitioned a little bit into doing TikTok, that little short video you saw there at the beginning. So, Nico, when you've been making a lot of these TikTok videos most recently, right? Mostly this year? And you've had quite a lot of success with it, right?
0: Well, the success is really, 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 really recent. So, let's just say, um, as you start a new platform, of course, you have to... I started in around April. Pretty much exactly in April I started. That's already past where... um, it's already past the time where likes and views and subs were super easy to get. Um, and back then, basically, I didn't have too much success on TikTok, but I kept going. And the thing is, the way TikTok works is um, different and similar to YouTube, in both kind of senses. TikTok, in a way, took the world by storm, because now, as YouTube transitioned into doing more long format, long format, long, 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 long videos, view times, and etc. Uh, It it effectively killed the kind of short video industry that YouTube was actually originally built built upon And TikTok thus came in at some point as the YouTube view times just became insane TikTok came along and just basically said look we have our short videos here and that took the world by storm That allowed of course for a ton of new culture to form and a ton of new uh, ways of making videos um, to occur
1: Now's a really good time to uh, segue into the main topic. Uh, We're here to talk about uh, KOK, also known as King of Kanto Podcast, who was on this channel uh, three weeks ago. And there's a reason for that, and there's a reason why I haven't uploaded any content. Well, because mostly that I arranged interviews with uh, other guests, but they got cold feet and they decided to leave. And it was mostly due to the fact that I interviewed two people from the King of Kanto podcast. They weren't exactly friends of them. Uh, <laughs> if you follow this channel, you would know who they are. I guess I, I kind of have to talk about them in order to you know, bring some context to what I'm talking about. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about this today is not because I want to bring up drama. It's mostly just because I want to talk about what is this show and why is it important and why am I putting it out there on the internet. And I figured having Nico along would be a good person, you know, to kind of react to what I'm saying, opposed to me just like saying something and just throwing it out there in the void. Last week on this show, uh, (laughs) there were supposed to be two guests. The first one was supposed to be Totally Drew, formerly known as Tokyo Mm -hmm. Drew. And then the other one was supposed to be Oriental Pearl. Now, I guess I could go into the reason, I'm not actually, there's a lot of what I'm going to talk about today. This is all speculation. I have no idea why Drew kind of canceled on us. The, the fact of all of it is, if, if he's listening or watching right now, I doubt it. But the biggest thing, a reason why I wanted an interview, interview totally, Drew, is because I wanted to know why he changed his name. And I kind of wanted to know how his progression has been on the internet. It was completely innocuous. Mm-hmm. It was nothing to do with KOK, the King of Kanto, because a lot of what their content is is they just take a J vlogger of the week and they just kind of like dissect it like to the very bare bones. They go for like very low hanging fruit, And I think a lot of times with them, a lot of them, they don't really like doing research that well, which makes people a little angry, um, particularly with a, a, two of the former guests that were on my show that they're saying, no, they got this wrong. They got that wrong. And w- which makes me kind of wonder how long they're going to be around. Um, but let me ask you, what is your impression of King of Kanto if you have to say anything? You can say no comment. You can just ha- respond however you want. If you want to remain neutral and not have any you know, affiliation with any of this, please let me know.
0: <laughs> mm, no, I think... So my thoughts are, let's just say... I like to take everyone's perspective into account. And one of my own perspectives is, um, let's just say at the start, like of my J Vlog viewing career, I was super into, I was a huge fan of abroad in Japan. Um, I, he was basically the one that got me into this viewing uh, J vlogging thing. And through them, through him, I kind of then ended up finding Japanese man Yuta um, and all the others. Victor, for example, is uh, one that I ended up becoming friends with later on, one that I also viewed. Um, what what, uh, what? Uh, my goal was at the before then is I kind of wanted to, I, I was actually searching, I was so addicted to this JVlogger stuff. Like I said, I actually wanted to schedule uh, to be able to see, watch every JVlogger all the time. Um, is that that i was specifically looking for more people that made content quality content but as i started making my own jvlogging content i noticed that what is quality is really really hard to tell because everybody loves different things and for me personally my quality had like and the thing is once i started making quality content i didn't even know how to make quality content i didn't even know if my quality beforehand was qu- quality it's really really e- difficult to make the kind of content that you would yourself enjoy watching because you don't know what is quality. Let's just say someone, Agent X, let's call him Mr. X, he's super into JVlogging, watches JVlogs, and um, says, you know what, I wanna to go to Japan and be a JVlogger. And he copies, he basically tries to make, says, oh no, that looks like easy. I can, I can do that as well. That's easy and get tons of views. And then they start making the content, and sometimes it ends up being really weird, and um, maybe a, Mr. X just isn't able to make content in such a way that he would actually himself enjoy watching it. The thing is, usually when you, watch, when you watch your own videos, you kind of like them more because you know much, much more about them. You have much, much more information about them. You have much, much deeper emotional connection. But putting that emotional connection onto someone else is difficult. And let's just say that's a point where I say, look at how many rubbish J bloggers there are. You know what I'm trying to get at people?
1: Yeah. I know what you're trying to May get not
0: it. be aware that the content that they're making isn't actually as good as they think. Okay. And I actually had a kind of depressed. And the thing is with maybe it's something special or unique about Japan, but... People, are when they find out about Japan, are very obsessed about Japan, myself included. And they kind of just start watching everything. It doesn't even have to be quality anymore. And maybe some of these people just start to get success. And of course, that rubs others the wrong way, especially when you've been living in Japan for a while, aka Circle Jerk, aka kind of Kanto. Uh, you're kind of seeing that, hey, they are not really putting anything out there that many people would say or they that they would say is quality content and i think they, they end up it ends up creating a situation where people are enjoying the critique of them or just because people can see right this isn't actually that much valuable there isn't much value in it and why do people still or a certain subset of people still watch it and i think this is kind of where 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 this ends up being, it's it's, it's an interesting situation, and um, that's that's basically how the kind of king of Kantos and the Japan circle Jack basically forms, because you can it's really easy it's re- actually really easy to critique content, it's not easy to make good content.
1: Uh, I probably should go into detail why. Um, totally drew canceled. I only really wanted to have him on again. I only really wanted to have him on the show. Just, you know, to talk to him about how his experience has been, you know, making YouTube videos in, you know, the last couple of years, basically, because he's had kind of a lot of growth. And uh, I've been hearing here and there, like through be like Facebook or through friends about how he's been showing up on this Reddit subreddit page called <laughs> Japan Circle Jerk. And I'm like thinking, hmm, I wonder what what this is. So, you know, I, of course, I take a deep dive into whatever that was. And I got to learn about uh, how a lot of the people on there kind of seem like they're very they've hit this point where they become very jaded and they um, they're very self-loathing of you know of themselves of living in japan like they they get tired of reading the same thing or seeing the same thing about japan or there's japanese things that they just can't stand or they love or they're having very conflicting relationship with and then they see somebody like drew who they absolutely just they love him i mean like the dedication they put behind this man is just it's phenomenal and i'm like why do they put this much effort into this like what is it that he's doing that is so fascinating. Um, And I guess like what King of Kanto kind of did was they kind of talked about, they went into a little bit that they, I guess from what I can understand is is that the the main offenses against him was him urinating in public and negging women through his live streams, which I don't really feel is... uh, something that is... I mean, okay, I I think a lot of this stuff is bad, but I don't think it's, like, something you can go to prison for, you know? <laughs> maybe it's something you'd have to pay, you know, to, like, it's like a fine you pay or something, mm. but maybe just the peeing in public. But I'm not sure about, like, ne- negging women. I guess maybe that could be considered sexual harassment. I don't know. I think but, I,
0: th- I think the worst worst part is the pocket rocket thing. I didn't even know what that meant at first.
1: <laughs> say, it's like, Wait, wait. King um, of Kanto is the one who taught you that? <laughs> is that true? Because no, I, I, I learned that too. It it's not just you. Point, if that's what, I what I you're saying. What's that?
0: I, I, I didn't know what it meant. I, I figured it out on my own at some point what it meant. Oh, okay. You, but you
1: learned that through watching Drew, not from actually... Uh, I
0: don't even know where I learned that from. I don't know. I, okay. I I. I, I, I I, I am a, I am an active reddit user so I actually post my picture sometimes that I edit on reddit um, not on circle jerk of course but <laughs> on the Japan thick subreddit um, so I probably sometimes um, so I probably heard it from there but genuinely that is not okay that is really not okay that is that is personally one thing that I find the most annoying. Um, about it, it's you know let's say let's say let's say you know a situation right because right now the, the thing is no one in Japan knows about this right imagine imagine NHK comes out makes a, re- a reporting about Tokyo Drew um, that he that he that he that, 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 that he films people women against the consent that he is rude to sales clerk and then he ca- calls young women a pocket rockets Imagine a report, report, report. Re- Imagine NHK or like another Japan outlet made a video about, made a made an article or a video or a reportage about that. You know, you know how quickly public opinion will shift against foreigners in Japan.
1: Yeah, you're you're very that right about that. I guess I never really thought about it. if NHK came consider, and they wanted to interview him. Yeah, that would definitely become a thing.
0: Let Let's say let Let's Let's say it, it for some reason. They end up finding out about it, and they say, "Hold on a second, that is not okay because it isn't. Um, that is something that's absolutely not okay." And I think many foreigners, actually, including long-term residents, know that. Maybe they don't explicitly say that exactly, but the feeling is there that if you, I have no issue, you know, with someone going around live streaming or film, you know, filming stuff, but the least bit you can do is be respectful and um, the thing is um of course this respect goes to everyone so even to even to drew himself
1: right well i think one of the um, interesting so... things about the what the world we live in today is we i kind of feel like we live mm-hmm. in a world that's kind of this post-privacy world that we're kind of reaching mm-hmm. these moments and like you know live streaming and um youtube and tiktok twitter anything for that that a lot of it is we're kind of more questioning the ethics about a lot of the stuff that's being posted online because we have a lot more records of all the things that are i Mm. guess you could say ethnically ethnic ethically (laughs) excuse me ethically uh questionable if you if you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely and let's just say um it's 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 important to show people what is and what isn't okay and to um call out fellow people in the in the, in the branch that hey what you're doing isn't okay and that's honestly if that is done in a respectful way or in a way that um then that is that is, how to say it's okay to call someone out because whatever someone does will reflect back on you in some sort of way if it's a bad thing. That's what right, I'm saying. Right. It's absolutely okay. But it's also okay. The thing is, how, there is something that Batman says, for example. He says he doesn't kill because he wouldn't know. He, Batman doesn't kill because that would make him no different to his enemies. And he does that because he cannot be 100% sure of what that other person's background reasons and motivations are. As you can see, for example, in the Joker movie, Joker, is someone who was completely knocked down by society all the time and his revenge, you could say now is justified. And how can can Batman who is living a life of luxury um, say that he's something better than someone who had to struggle with everything his whole life?
1: Is this just the um, Christopher Batman Nolan Batman? Was... It's not like because I know there's like Frank Miller's Batman the... where he actually kills people. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no the, the, the the Batman that doesn't kill people. Typically, Batman says he sets himself as a rule. The only thing that sets him apart from his enemies is uh, that he doesn't kill. Um, is that like part that of Batman the Batman lore? Why... I'm not too familiar
1: with like Batman and his. I'm, I I just uh, I just wanted to say
0: it, call that as a reference, okay. because because. We can't be hundred percent sure what what is what someone's like Toki Drew's or King of Kantos or anyone's motivations really fully are because I don't have full insight into your life, do I? I only have a subset of where we talk to each other. It is very difficult to make yourself a whole picture out of that and that is why it's always good to um, at least talk to people and I think your podcast is actually a good opportunity for that. I think I would have loved actually seeing Toki Drew um, state his um point on this podcast
1: yeah no i would nice. have liked to have heard it too um, I think, abs- I, absolutely I, absolutely i think what the biggest thing was is because i tried to get a hold of drew and he kind of just well i guess mm-hmm. i should just say it <laughs> he blocked me on facebook and he also uh mm-hmm. and the only way i could really reach out to him because he wouldn't allow super chat money was the only way it was for me to you know donate to his patreon you know to like to say hey I mean I'm not I guess he sent it back he rejected my page my patronage so <laughs> um I guess he he labeled that as harassment, I guess for some reason because I associated myself simply with King of Kanto um mm-hmm. I don't know how just am asking somebody a question or questions associates me with you know, um <laughs> bad people. Like if I interview a white nationalist on my show, is that a bad thing? Is it like am I making the world a worse place? Yes and no. Yes and no, yes and, okay.
0: no. Yes and no. I think I think I think the issue with um Tokuyu right now is that the dude has actually had faced a ton of harassment. Um let's just say the circle jerk was ruthless, uh King of Kanto was the strong zero on top. Um, but generally, I think he even had situations where people would uh, be nice to him for months and even years, and then suddenly, you know, use that to to, to gain leverage into his inside podcasts, uh, into the, uh, the private live streams, private conversations, private info, leak that back into uh, the Circle Jerk. So I think the reason why Toku Drew was so upset about this association thing is that Whenever it that the moment he saw like any sort of association, he immediately assumed the worst. And the worst, what happened to him was people who really were friendly to him over a long period of time ended up being people actually, you know, double agents in a way. And I think even though you you didn't do anything out of the norm, I I could kind of probably sense why he um, decided to uh, what's it called. Why he decided to but block, block me, me on uh, facebook and worst, re- return my patronage and uh,
1: take away my uh, super chat <laughs> abilities and everything it's
0: it's 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 um i have no doubt in my mind i've seen many of the interviews rather you are the really you're a really really awesome interviewer um, i try seen many I, here why I come to japan we try
1: who,
0: for example yeah absolutely and that's also one of the reasons why chris brought uh, you had a chance to talk to Chris Broad. That was a really good interview as well. Um, you are a great interviewer, and I have no doubt in my mind that you absolutely had the best intentions in the interview, and I think it would have been a really great opportunity as well to to, to get to know the insights. But the reality is, from Toko Drew's perspective is, although totally Drew's, is that any anyone who has any sort of association is a risk.
1: Anyone. Right, like, right which I do really worry that about is, him because I really do worry about him because, you know, especially if he wants to get bigger on the internet, I feel like the trolls are only going to multiply. I mean, I feel like the, it would have been great for him absolutely. to be on here because he would have been able to divide most of them.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's actually, I think in a way, what happened with um, andy Sun as well. You know, um, I like andy Sun. He has had a, quite quite a good development as well and he was ragged on a lot by the circle jerk if I remember correctly but the moment he basically talked on the King of Kanto suddenly um, he was he was let's just say he was much better in the eyes of everybody it's like it's a neutral ground is a good opportunity to express yourself and show the people in the world your true feelings and your true colors
1: do you feel like King of Kanto tries a pretty good job of trying to be neutral, or they are neutral? Um,
0: how uh, I can't I don't know how to define neutral, so I I think King of Canto, um very entertaining, absolutely entertaining. Um, how do how do you define neutral? I don't.
1: Yeah, it's a good me, question. Switzerland. King of Canto. <laughs> I don't know. When I think of the word neutral, I just think of Switzerland exactly. automatically. Yeah.
0: King of Kanto just, just said it very well. They they treat their guests very well. And that's 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 something that I felt as well. And um I feel like I feel like a lot of the how to say, what is the objective? How 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 yeah, it's hard to define neutral. Who are you neutral for and against? I think King of Kanto, how it's it's really hard to put in words has a has a has a problem with people who think they're above others, let's say to the least care of Hunter especially brags on people who show off like their what they believe how to say people whose ego is higher than the content they provide but from my own personal experience, I had an ego about my content I thought I was the shit um absolutely am um so back two years ago when i wa- did my exchange in japan i thought my content is like "Wow, it's so great guys you should all follow me i'm amazing and i believe that is something that many people have and that is something that causes tension and friction and you know seeing someone like that fall is um actually you know it's it's how to say satisfactory
1: right well that's and- like that's Schadenfreude. or You're German. You can pronounce that word better I than I can.
0: I wouldn't even call it. It's, it's, it's really hard to say, call it Schadenfreude. But the thing is, is Thank you. people, oftentimes when they go to Japan, they have a massive ego about the content. They, they look at J-Blogs think, hey, I can do the exact same. But the ability to, to actually create great content and determine what great content is is di- difficult. So you think when you start out, your content is amazing. No, it's not. Uh, but you think it is, and you have a large ego about it. And may- and that is then something that is very... That rubs off badly onto others. And that is something that you can criticize.
1: Right. Because uh, I've had a few people get a little upset at me because I, I'm i trying to understand their argument. That uh, especially like people like Tokyo Sam or a couple of others where mm. their main argument against them is that because they they're very anonymous... Their opinions don't really matter. Is what i think is what their their argument oh, is.
0: None, none, none of, none of your opinions matter. <laughs> like, come, come, come on. Like, okay. come on. We're, we're YouTubers, but what the hell? Like, how how does in any way, shape, or form does any J blogger opinion matter? Like, it doesn't. Okay. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do with your opinion?
1: Yeah. Well, what is the reason like, why I like say like why their opinion matters? Yet, you can
0: check out cash for opinion. Okay. <laughs> it's it's yeah.
1: I think a exactly. lot. A lot of the a lot of people are saying that they're because they're anonymous. This means that their opinions don't matter, but that also means that like they're putting that out into the internet, so it just kind of becomes part of the hive mind. That a lot of people kind of become a little more self aware that it's not just from, you know, Japan Circle Jerk, which is you know a, a name that like when you hear that name, it's just sort of like oh my, I'm not gonna believe that. If if you know what I'm saying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I feel like uh, I I don't know I don't really agree with that argument, but and maybe maybe what some people dislike as well is <laughs> to to make it a to make a long story short they just don't like people yucking their yum they don't like people yucking their favorite creator you know they don't like people saying bad things about them. Quote, unquote do you think that's a fair yeah. criticism
0: that's yeah absolutely uh pe- people don't like that but honestly i'd say this is it's... let's just say i didn't i'm not i didn't get to where i am now if i didn't receive criticisms Hmm. i think criticism is a very very good thing and the thing is what you need to understand as a content creator the moment you create content it's open for criticism and the thing as a content creator that you also need to realize is the moment you get criticism that's actually a really good sign that means people care about your content yeah why get upset about that why get upset about that because a lot of people they don't get a chance to even be known at all right and and the thing is Getting upset about someone critiquing you is like the worst thing you can possibly do. Of course the criticism might not be perfect or it might be incomplete. But the thing is, as a creator, the best thing you can do is just take the stuff that is take the stuff, think about it, and how you can incorporate it back into your own stuff. Um, that that's how I feel. It's it's the worst thing is to get obsessed, upset about someone talking about you. Because attention is a really, really, really
1: Right. Yeah. No. I guess. Uh. What you were saying earlier is is that maybe, maybe Drew kind of had a flight or fo- a a fl- a fight or flight response kind of with anything associated with the, the name King of Kanto because he was associated with the people who sort of harassed him and you know were trying to dox him or whatever. Yeah. Which uh, they've went on their show so. and they've talked about how, um, they. They always draw the line at doxing. They would never, you know, go after someone. Uh, and if they do, I mean, I guess that's that's. I think this is where kind of King of Kanto gonna kind of draws the line, or like I'd say borderline is is that it's sort of like it's almost borderline doxing. <laughs> what what do you think of that? Yeah, I say
0: the 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 cocks. They 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 do a. It's just, honestly, it's a brilliant <laughs> good play. I, I really have to put my hats off onto that. It's, it's... And then just rolling so confidently with it, confidently with it, it's just it's, it's, it's brilliant, I have to say the least. But generally what they do is at the end is what I heard is that generally there's a disclaimer, don't go after the people, we're critiquing them, we're not about hating them. And it's very, very good to say these kind of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's probably best because... to define that right away so uh that was that thing that that was the thing that happened you know so mm-hmm. drew canceled i was also a member of the discord that uh king of kanto did because um before like it was it was basically nothing there was a ghost town there was nothing there uh fun fact i was never really ever a patron of theirs i mean i'm, I'm very thankful to be in there um and so i feel like and i should probably also mention that tokyo drew was also in the discord as well he joined and he paid some money what's that
0: that's probably the association that you made he thought he gave him money and in that it's context, possible yeah literally dating you're you're a fan of theirs and i think that's that's exactly what 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 maybe put Tokyo drew over the edge and i think i think I think the issue is that um, there was a, like, a little bit of a lack of communication between you and him beforehand. I think so, yeah. That's I really a, definitely like, think there I, was a I did, big I lack did, of communication. Honest, I must, I did feel like something like going that go, was going to happen. I, I I noticed you had interviews both King of Kanta and Chokurju, and I was like, huh. Tokyo drew might be upset about yeah, it. yeah no 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 that's that's this is say. where i'm going to, to say
1: to go i think i really made a mistake i think really what i should have done was i should mm-hmm. have messaged messaged drew ahead of time to saying hey i interviewed king of kanto because you know the timing was right and i really like the co- the kind of content they're putting out there you know it's entertaining it's interesting it's edgy you know it's uh
0: absolutely absolutely absolutely
1: and I kind of feel like I kind of biffed it there because I I didn't really say anything because Drew was going through this moment of like getting new teeth and something or new or something he was going to the dentist because you know it gets gets cold and everybody needs to get new teeth or their teeth checked or something right mm-hmm. and and what was fascinating about this was is that Drew joined the King of Conto Discord I think he even paid the money maybe I'm not entirely yeah. sure but. Um, to me, that gave me a really strong impression. Like, wow, Drew, what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> Like, they're going to eat you alive. But, and I was also thinking at the same time, wow, he's trying to make, you know, he's trying to divide people, what he should do. Or, I don't know what his thinking yeah. was. But, yeah, he was in there for a little while. So that, uh, that was Fun the fact. thing. Fun fact.
0: In fact, Toki Drew is actually the first Jailbog I ever met.
1: Yeah, no, you speak... I, I mean, the Drew first time I've ever met you, you spoke very positively about him. Like, very, very positively.
0: Actually, actually, yeah, because it was great fun to hang out with him. Um, it was a good time, the evening that we had. Uh, we we drank strong zeroes as well. Um, and overall, that experience was positive. And the other positive thing that I mentioned is the thing is, we had a really good conversation about what we believe a good video is. That is what I wanted to say earlier. What is a good video is a really, really good question to ask. And for me, back then I was like, yeah, you have to edit like crazy and knowledge and stuff like that. But Tokyo always said, no, keeping it real. I, I don't like editing. I don't, I, I like it raw. When it And back then I didn't understand what that exactly meant. But over time, I kind of realized, hey, what does it actually mean, this keeping it real stuff? And. What does he, and there's two lessons I learned from it. The one is that I noticed that people like different things. Lesson number one. Lesson number two is I might not be able to tell as a creator what um, that the video that I like watching, that I can create recreate that myself. I can't do that. And I got that because after a while, I noticed what he meant by keeping it real for me. I when I watch a video for me it's really, really, really important that the creator makes me feel like I'm in the scene. And I'm like extremely finicky about that. Extremely. Like the moment you make a drone shot and it feels like you're just so I, I, I don't feel like I'm in the scene anymore, right? Because the drone is taken from a bird up there. It doesn't it, to me it doesn't feel real. I actually agree with Tokyo's statement about keeping it real, but I disagree on the implementation. For me, it's really important to keep the videos real. For me, it's really important to keep the viewer with me in the room. For me, it's really important when I go travel that I take the viewer with me, along with me. Hey, he's just next to me.
1: <laughs> and You just explained Tokyo Drew's uh, keeping it real better than he ever has. <laughs> I'm going to say that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that means.
0: For me, it's really important that when I, I love, I still love and still continue to search for great J-blogs. I love because I love it, because when I go travel to Japan, it's just freaking amazing. Like, the feelings I felt that when I was in, uh, what's it called, when I was in Nara, that was just incredible. I tell you.
1: I, d- I just want to say, so, Drew, if you're listening, or you're watching, I would love to have you on the show again to talk about, you know, the troubles you've had, or things you'd like to clear up, or things you'd like to talk about. I apologize if I didn't respond to you, you know, in advance, or anything like that. So... Um, I guess this brings me on to the second part of this story. This, <laughs> the plot thickens. The second part of this story was, um, I've been watching Tokyo Sam's, uh, live stream. And he's been having this person on called Oriental Pearl. Now, a lot of people on the show, mm-hmm. a lot of the times I don't really meet any of these people. A lot of the time it's just me enjoying their content through the internet and so I, a lot of the time, I want to send them a polite message saying, hey, I think what you do is really cool. You know, you're you're making content that nobody else is making out there, and I'd like to know how you do it. You know, how do you put these things together? And uh, for the record, I had no idea that the King of Kanto was going to do an episode on Oriental Pearl, uh, which is one of the reasons why she canceled the interview, mostly because... Her reasoning was that she wanted, she was a, afraid that the video or the interview would become trolled. I don't know exactly how you would troll an interview when you're asking, I'm not sure how that even works, but the, to basically set I'm up what she kind of does is she does like prank videos where she, I guess this is like, mm-hmm. this is just what I've seen, you know, because. I guess the biggest offense to King Kanto right now is just just that is is that maybe it could just be some things could be seen as fake news. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not like a lot of us. We don't really have time to like watch all this content because we just we have busy lives when mm-hmm. we become adults and we get give, we're given more adult things to do. Yeah. So basically, mm-hmm. um, her overall content from what I understood from the King Kanto episode and what I've you know slowly learned was that it's all about pranks, that it's like, hey, I'm a white lady and I can speak Chinese and Japanese and I'm going to surprise these people. Of course, this does lead into a big uh, ethical quandary, a big ethical problem of like filming people because, you know, you don't really have their consent. But I mean, sometimes I make the argument that we live in an age of post-privacy you know, that there's cameras literally everywhere. We give our, cell- our information up for free just to use some free ah, app. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Yeah? Hold on, hold on. The law in Japan lets you take and shoot everyone you want. The law doesn't forbid that at all.
1: How do you, you know, know this? Explain this.
0: Because what is forbidden is the upload. You're not allowed, you're allowed to take other people's pictures, but you're not allowed to upload them. The point that is outlawed is the upload specifically i think the purpose was specifically to allow for security camera television uh, security cameras and so forth
1: okay but the moment you
0: upload something to the internet you make yourself liable and i actually haven't fully haven't managed to fully determine the exact rules here there is one point that is absolutely forbidden that's portrait the moment you see a face and that person is the subject of that shot that's definitely forbidden um, the question okay. is if it's fine if it just some, someone just passes along, you know you shoot the street and someone passes along. I'm not 100% sure yet if, if you have to blur out those faces or if they're fine because the subject of the shot is uh, the street. The laws are quite weird about that. but yeah yes, I, I find the laws kind of screwy here
1: people. as well. I'm still trying to figure them out myself. Well basically that's kind of the end of the timeline. And I contacted both Drew and Oriental Pearl about this podcast. I told them I tried to be really transparent about it. You know, I'm going to talk about this, you know, not for the sake of you just, you know, stirring the pot or causing more drama, mostly just to talk about, you know, how I should really be a bit more transparent and, you know, tell people that this show is about, you know, talking about respecting other people's process, about how they make the content that they do. So, yeah, so with that in mind – All this is clear, and now we can move on to the next interview. All right, then. Uh, So next week on the show is Okawadi TV. Uh, I forgot what other alias he goes by, but I'm pretty sure it's just that one. Uh, Be sure to tune in. I'm not sure when exactly the date is. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Twitter or any of the other um, social medias that you see below. Be sure to join us on Patreon. We got a new patron, Ninjaroo88. Thank you, Ninja Roo, for your patronage. Um, I hope that you, the content that I produce. Thank you, Ninja Roo. Yeah. So I hope the content I produce for this Patreon is uh, entertaining for you because it's the full uncut interviews and other stuff and extra Discord benefits. So, all right. I want to thank everybody for watching. So, until then, I'm Radri and. Jesus, man. Jesus, man. Did you enjoy?